This week on Heads and Tails, we hear from current fullback for the Detroit Lions, Mike Burton, and uh, I was actually lucky enough to play with Mike in high school, and it was obvious from an early age that there was something different about this guy. Mike certainly didn't have an easy route to the NFL. Coming from a small town of Long Valley, New Jersey, he decided to walk on at Rutgers and passed up a lot of full-ride offers to smaller schools after leading his team to a state championship in high school. Uh, he eventually earned a scholarship and found himself playing a pivotal role in the Rutgers offense and now the Lions offense, which is actually funny to say because I remember playing Madden with Mike in his basement at their football practice, and now he's actually in Madden, so that's kind of a cool thing. And then uh, Mike also overcame a few injuries along the way, and he has a good message for any athlete who is struck by adversity. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, go over to iTunes and Stitcher and uh, subscribe to our podcast and also leave us a five-star review. This helps us spread our message further and further each week. You can also stay up to date with uh, what we're doing by following us on Instagram at Heads and Tails. Heads is in multiple heads, the letter N, and then Tails spelled T-A-L-E-S. Same thing on Twitter, add a P-O-D on the end, and like us on Facebook. Lastly, you can find uh, detailed show notes for all episodes at headsandtails.org backslash podcast. And now, with, without further ado, here's Michael, the franchise, Burton. This is Kevin Som, you're listening to the Heads and Tails Podcast. We share stories of perseverance and inspiration in sports and in life. This week on Heads and Tails, we're interviewing uh, Michael Burton. He's a fullback for the Detroit Lions, and he was a captain at Rutgers. He was a All-America at uh, Westmore Central, and we played together growing up, and uh, he's one of my, my buddies. Um, so let's just, so we're going to talk about today about how he went from being a walk-on at Rutgers to being drafted in the NFL and kind of see how his first season went. So, Mike, uh, what sports did you play growing up? You know, did you play multi-sports? Or, and, like, what stuck, uh, stuck out about football? Like, what did you like about it the most? Well, first off, I want to say thank you, Kevin, for having me on this show. Uh, I'm very, very excited to be here, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll start off today, like you said, uh, multiple sports growing up. Uh, I played them all. I played football, basketball, lacrosse, soccer. Ice I'm, hockey. I remember you showed up to like a football game one time, like in your soccer stuff. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, <Probably> right. Sucks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I played everything. You know, I, I did um, from, like I said, ice hockey to basketball to lacrosse to baseball. I mean, I played them all. You know, uh, the you think thing that's about, good, like to be a well-rounded athlete like that. I, I do. I think a lot of different sports um, they bring out a lot of a lot out of you. You know. Um, you know, sports just being competitive, um, very t a lot of team-oriented sports. I think a lot of that stuff can build character and, right. and kind of build leadership. Um, but the thing about football that stuck out to me was, and this is like in other sports too, but football more so for me is that there's always a result every single play. Either you win or you lose. Right, every play. And right, to right. Me, every play. And to me, that's the ultimate competitive nature, and that's what you want to see. And uh, to me, that was just something that's very special that stuck out to okay, me. Okay, cool. What injuries did you kind of go through throughout your career? I know you had like a, a ankle injury your mm -hmm, junior year. Sure. Like how did that affect you mentally and emotionally, like seeing your team out there? And that's like a pivotal point in like the recruiting process too. Like people sure. look at your junior season. So, how, you know, how did you go through that process? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely a very difficult time. Junior uh, or high school, right. I, I got to decipher here. Yeah, every time you have an injury uh, in sports and you can't be out there with your teammates, it's, it's obviously a very difficult time, um, especially kind of that process of junior being a very big year for when you get recruiting and colleges are really looking at you. Uh, you know, so I had – an ankle injury, but that re it really stemmed from an injury I had previous to that. Uh, I had broke my toe 
Oh, um, okay. And I was kind of waiting for that to heal. And I kind of had to stay off it. And, right. Oh, um, so it was like weakened. It was a little bit of weak. And then, you know, I kind of got rolled up on. Okay. You know, so maybe it wasn't at full strength. So it kind of became, you know, uh, more so because it wasn't at full strength, more of a, a rolled ankle and stuff like that. So I missed a few games, you know, throughout that process. And uh, it was tough. But uh, you just got to be able to, you know, believe in yourself, trust yourself and, um, you know, get healthy. That was the most important thing at that point was getting healthy. So and, like focusing uh, on you and worrying about yourself getting better, right? Like, right. Uh, you know, obviously you still go to practice, you worry right, about the yeah, team, yeah. you're, you're still a leader at that point, right. you know, off the field, but in terms of, you know, on the field, you got to make sure that you're doing the right things, you know, to get yourself better. So you can, you know, ultimately get back on the field. Cool. Uh, what were some of your high school accolades? Like you were all state, right? And can you kind of talk about the recruiting process, like what schools were offering you and why you ultimately decided to go to Rutgers? Yeah, right. So there's, um, a few accolades, you know, all County, all conference, um, all state offensive player of the year. Now this is uh, mainly all of my senior year okay. accolades. That's when the recruiting process for me really started to heat up just because I think I did miss those games right, as a junior. With the, with the injury, right? Uh, right. And um, I had a better year statistically. Um, don't get me wrong. We had a great team, you know, my junior year, but we also, we made it further in the playoffs. We won a right, state right. championship my senior year and all that kind of stuff that sometimes people don't realize that all plays a yeah, part. Yeah, it does, yeah. Teams that you'll see college guys, if they play for a national championship team, there's just more coverage on them. Right. The scouts study them more because they're more likely not looking at other players. Right. If you're, you a know, you're on a team that wins two games, like. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, you know what I'm saying? So. Going, winning a state championship and, and statistically having better numbers my senior year is really when my recruiting process kind of heated up. Uh, and I got offered probably about five schools, five, six schools, all one AA schools, uh, Maine, New Hampshire, Albany, Lehigh, Lafayette, Towson. Um, and then was, you know, blessed to have the opportunity to walk on at Rutgers University, which ultimately, you know, was a decision that I always wanted to go play at. And right. for them to give me that opportunity, it was a pretty simple decision for me. So what about Rutgers and that whole thing, like, made you want to pass up the other offers to walk on without a scholarship? Right. It was very difficult to do that. Um, well, more so like, on my parents' side financially because I was passing up right. educa free education to go to these schools to play at Rutgers University. But they supported you in that decision, right? and they right? supported me in that decision because I told them that, you know, if you let me, you know, have this opportunity that I would eventually earn a scholarship. And um, it was just really the wanting to play for your home state, you know, where you grew up in. Um, I grew up a Rutgers fan. Right. Uh, being close enough, 30, 35 minutes away, where your parents would come down and see you at every single home game as well as extended family. Right. And it was really just the relationships that I built from the – I had camp there my junior year and, and the relationships I'd built with the coaches then. And yep. it still lasted a year into my senior year. The facilities were great. Um, they're even getting better now, you know, and um, – at the time, a great conference in the Big East. You know, a conference right. that was one of the top in the country. A lot of so hype was, around Rutgers football, like, while the time you were in high school sure. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of when they were peaking, you know. And, uh, you know, a few years before that, they were coming off beating either number two or number three team in the country. So there was definitely a lot of hype around it. Cool. So you're a guy that's had, like, a, a top-notch work ethic. Like, yeah, I remember when we were in the weight room as high school kids, you always wanted to, like, before I would drive you home, we always wanted to, like, go for a run or go, go do something extra. So you're always going the extra mile. Sure. So where do you where did you get that work ethic from, like, academically and athletically? Yeah, I think a lot of it just stems from, you know, my parents. Obviously, they both have great work ethics, um, both they did in school and in, in their athletic lives. So I think a part of that comes to that. I think another part of it is just – Having a mentality that, you know, you don't want to be average. You want to be the best you can be. Right. Always trying to 
better yourself every single day. Um, you know, so you try to do multiple things, be able to do that. Like you said, uh, you know, maybe you go run, everybody lifts that day, but you go out there and do run, you know, try to get a little bit of an edge. Um, because whether it was high school, which it was in high school and college. And even now there's always going to be guys who are bigger, faster, stronger with you and more athletically gifted than you, regardless of what level you're at. So I think it's very important that you kind of have to do things extra and go the extra mile just to be on that level right. playing field with yeah. those types of guys. Cool. So that's kind of always been my mentality. Right. And like, you, I always admired the fact that you not only had like the gifted, like talent that you were like just genetically predisposed to, but you also had like the work ethic to go with it. Cause that doesn't always, you know, go hand in hand. Sure. And yeah. it's frustrating to watch guys who have that, <laughs> right. that kind of yeah. talent just kind of sure. throw it away. All right. So what athletes did you look up to growing up and what about them made you look up to them? Um, Anyone I th- in particular? I think one. Um, well, my biggest fan, who I liked a lot uh, growing up, was um, Marshall Falk. Okay, yeah, uh, you're, you're Rams I was, guy, a, right? I was, I was a Rams fan. Um, <laughs> I even liked him, though, when he was on the Colts before he went to the Rams. Okay. And, uh, you know, I really liked him. Just he his running great. style? Or? Yeah, his running style. He was kind of a do-it-everything back. You know, he could catch the ball. He could block. He could run. Um, you know, he was just a really electrifying electrifying player right um i liked him i liked mike Allstock growing up uh just the way beast, he would yeah. bang with dudes yeah you know he'd run he could block um stuff like that and, and of course michael jordan growing up i mean that dude had ice in his veins you know he was uh yeah. his killer instinct was something that stuck out to me i mean he and just you're like the best basketball player i've ever met that like didn't actually ever play basketball <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his mentality man it's just it was contagious it really was he made the thing about him and um Many other athletes at that level, whether it be high school, college, or the NFL, that I, I like to look at are, are you making your teammates and people around you better? Right. It, it's obviously great if you're on the field and you're Dude, great. Having your own success. Having your own success. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and teams need that. But are you making other people around you better? And I think that's something that he did. Right. Cool. All right. Let's talk about your transi- tran- transition. <laughs> it's like an Asian version of yeah, transition. Right. Um to college football. Yeah, sure. So, so just, like, talk about what the differences were, like, the speed of the game or, like, what was the toughest part about going from high school to going and, – and you also changed the position, too. You went from being a halfback in high school mm-hmm. and really excelling at that position to going to a brand-new position at fullback sure. at Rutgers. So yeah. can you kind of talk about that process? Yeah, I think uh, you kind of hit it. Uh, the speed of the game obviously increased. Uh, the size of the players, the strength, um, you know, all the combination of those things – you know, kind of played a role in, in what's the difference between college and high school. Um, and playing running back in high school, you know, it was great and everything. But when I got to the next level, the the position for me that best fitted me was definitely a fullback. Uh, the biggest difference there was trying to get used to uh, run blocking, you know, because I hadn't done a ton of that in high school. and um, But it was something that I that coaches helped me out with tremendously, the strength coaches, be able to pack on that weight and, and kind of get that strength behind me to be able to, you know, endure that type of physicality that right. comes with run blocking. Um, but I still think that playing running back my entire life helped me get a better feel and right, fit you for playing like fullback. Right, seeing the holes yeah, and seeing so, how things, you know, Having the vision and stuff of playing running back, you know, I see a hole open up. Well, right. you know, I'm I'm thinking the running back is also going to go you through this hole, so hole, I should right. go through that hole. You know what I'm saying? So it's just little things like that. Yeah, that I, I think can see that. I never even thought about that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, just having that vision uh, and being on the same page as a running right. back is very important. Yeah, that's cool. You also had a 
injury in your junior year again at Rutgers, right? Yes. Well, retro sophomore year, but yeah, okay. junior academically, yep. So can you talk about that injury and what it was like? Was it a similar feeling to when it was in high school? And can you also talk about the resources that you had? Like you didn't have the same resources, you know, in high school as you did at Rutgers when you, you know, can get treatment and yeah, do sure. all sorts of stuff. So Right, right. Yeah, that was, um, well, that was a season-ending injury. Uh, happened in third game, third or fourth game, Arkansas. Um just I broke my fibula, you know, I broke my ankle. Did you like know uh, right away or uh yeah, I had a pretty good idea. You know, I kinda felt, you know, pop in there and uh hobbled off to the field. I tried to run off to the field and, you know, kinda uh it was actually going into halftime, so I was able to get an X ray and then you could just see, see the, yeah. the kind of the clean break in there. And um, you know, that was a three month recovery process. So it and you guys were having a lot of success in the running game, particularly yeah, we that doing, season yeah, too. We were right? doing well that year and um that kind of just you know, that was frustrating, man, because we had a very good team that year. Right. And, uh, you know, they went on to do great things. And, you know, I, obviously you're part of it, you know, because you're still on the team. But right. when you're not out there playing and stuff like that, it's a, it's different. What kind of feelings did you have when, when you say, like, it was different? Like Different just in the fact that, you know, it's you're, out, you're not out there practicing with the guys. You're not, you know, going through the workouts with them. Right. You're not waking up early and practicing with them and, and kind of that grind that yeah. kind of brings, brings teams together. together. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, You're yeah. not necessarily doing that. You're in the training room doing treatment. Your own thing, yeah. Kind of your own thing. So at times you can feel a little bit distant. Right. Um, but I will say the teammates that I had were were great. So I never really had that true feeling right. that like I'm sure. Funny that, or something. Right, yeah, yeah, sure. That I'm sure other guys from other teams, you know, maybe have felt before once they get – especially being a season-ending injury, knowing that – you're not going to be able to come back and play. So, right. but it's also important for the person who's injured that even though it is season-ending injury, you don't take it as okay. Well, now, now I can it's just, like a break. Yeah, now yeah. it's a break. Spring I can just break, do whatever. Yeah. I, right, because if you do that, you have to understand that your teammates are looking at you. If you're a true right. leader, your teammates are always going to be looking at you, and they don't want to see that, you know, right. from your personality. Cool. So, do you have like any other tips for guys who get injured or have a season-ending injury and feel that that type of distance? Is it like just hanging out with your teammates more? Or like you said, like just keep pushing yourself and be an example to your teammates. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I mean, the first thing I would tell them is when you have a season and an injury or any type of injury that requires you to lose time from playing, it's right. don't feel down on yourself and don't feel bad because all that do that all that is doing is wasting your time. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to just be as proactive as possible. So right. whether it's somewhere you have to wait a week to get surgery, well, there's got to be there's always something, something you, can, you do can do to, to get be better, improving right? to yep. get better. So. I would say worry about that and put your focus on that because, and I think that kind of intertwines with the fact that if your teammates see you doing that, that will give them a little bit of extra push on the field too. Awesome. Um, so what would you say were your best experiences at Rutgers football that you can, your top, your top experience? My top experience at Rutgers, um, you know, I had a Do great you remember man. the most? That was a, uh, I had a lot of great memories i really did that was five years um both academically and athletically i had a lot of great experiences there um but it might have been you know our first bowl game that you might even been on the staff then you know when we beat iowa in the new era pinstripe i would say i'm sorry in the new era pinstripe just because that was the first time you know you're a collegiate champion you know that was uh you know, to kind of go in with at that Yankee Stadium, at Yankee yeah. Stadium, very historical field in front of your home crowd. Um, that was also a year where I, you know, from the half of the season on as a redshirt freshman, started I started playing, playing yeah, yeah. a lot more. So, 41st touchdown in that same stadium, right? right. Scored um, against Army. Sure, had a few starts under my belt. So I think just kind of that whole thing. I feel and like you were part of it. The way that yeah. year, yeah, that championship 
game was, was something that was very special. Cool. So what was it like when Coach Chiano gave you uh, or granted you a, a scholarship on the team? What, what kind of feelings were going through your head at that point in time? I was very excited. Um, you know, something that I think my parents might have been more excited for yeah. than me, <laughs> you know. Um, but, no, it was definitely a great time. Right. You know? It's like it getting was, inocul- like it's getting all sure. state almost. It just was like, exciting. Yeah. But at the same time, it wasn't something that, I mean – I'm more worried about, you know, what am I doing on the field and, and, and right. it's and not how, time to coast. It's not it's time a, to coast now. I mean, that's the furthest thing. Well now you're granted this, now it's even time to turn it up even more. Right, it was you kind prove of, your, your right. worth it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it to make sure that, you know, coach didn't have the idea that oh, did I just make a mistake? You never wanted to have have him have the second thought, so you kinda of had to turn it up even more. Right. What were some of the greatest lessons that you learned at Rutgers and um what do you miss most about the the program? Hmm. Some of the greatest. I mean, they really teach you and uh, help you be a true pro on and off the field. They prepare you for the next level, whether that's professionally in sports or in the work field. Right. Uh, Their academic staff's great. Um, They do things to make sure you're staying on top of your work. Um, It's not just football. It's football and academics because you have to realize that, um, you know, the – not everybody on the team is going to make it to the next level. So I think they do an excellent job of preparing everybody Everyone, from yeah. the top to the bottom. And just kind of how they do that process is something that, you know, I, I think I miss most. Cool. Um, all right, let's transition into more professional football. Sure. So let's talk about, you know, training for the combine. Mm-hmm. And what was it like when you, you know, dressed up and started doing your bench press and <laughs> yeah. line up for the 40 like what was kind of going through your yeah head? sure that was uh that was a great experience that whole kind of process stuff was that you great. Like, dream about as yeah a kid, sure right? absolutely i mean being invited into the combine was definitely a, a great experience it really was you learned a lot of different things there um, met a lot of different people um built a lot of relationships with people and coaches that i still have now even right. though that's only you know a four-day thing you still have relationships that still lasted a whole year right you know what i'm saying so it's a very prestigious event um and being able to take part in those drills um was something that was special cool do you have any strategies for like overcoming nerves like were you nervous at the combine or did you feel like so prepared that you know um yeah i think you're you're always going to be nervous um i think you got to kind of have a mixture of nervous and excitement you know what i'm saying you can't just be all nervous because i i I think that can hinder your performance if you're completely nervous but you definitely, if you're not a little bit nervous, then you're not. You shouldn't in the, be out yeah, there. Yeah, you shouldn't be out there. You know, so you should feel a little bit nervous, but I think you should be excited. And I think that if you prepared well and you prepared the right way, um, you shouldn't be, you know, too nervous. All right, cool. Um, so basically, prepare, and then you, yeah, you don't have anything. I mean, I think to, preparation to is key. About, yeah. yeah, sure. All right, so what was it like to get drafted and hear your name called and? You were drafted what in the fifth round sure. by uh, Detroit. Detroit yep. yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was a great day. It really was. I had my family up here, um, and it was just a very exciting time. You know, because uh, just because they were able to be part of it, and right. I wanted them to be part of it because they were with me the whole day, the whole way. You know, ever since Raiders, and uh, you know the ones close to me knew this was my dream. Right. So to see the excitement on their faces um, and how happy they were was really what was something that stuck out to me and made that day, right. you know, so great. More special, yeah. Right. Cool. So let's talk about when you you get to training camp, you start playing. Listen, we talked about the transition to high school to college. What's college to the pros like? Yeah, it's guys are bigger, faster, stronger, <laughs> just a lot more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the guys that are on the field that you're playing against – you kind of think of it as they're the they were the best player, right? 
on their college team, no matter where they were. They were the best player on yeah. their college team. So you just have a combination and group of guys that were like the best players on the team. Now, I'm not saying I was the best player on Rutgers because I certainly wasn't. But the other guys that I'm playing against, they were. I mean, there's a, a lot of, you know, beast dudes out there. So I think you don't give yourself enough credit. But <laughs> is it like weird playing against guys that you grew up like watching and kind of like idolizing? Or yeah, I mean, I think um, – you, know, you score your first well, people, touchdown. Well, when people yeah. ask that, it's like, I grew up watching those guys for a reason. Right. You know, because I grew up watching guys who I thought were professionals, who treated the game with respect, treated their teammates with respect, and were leaders. So to step on the field with those guys, it's not like, you know, it's it's uh, it's an honor almost because those are guys that you looked up to for those specific right, right, right. reasons I just named. And, um, you know, to be able to play with them is obviously very special, but... When you get to the game, you know you don't worry about that stuff. You know you can't because you're right. going to go out there and the you're you're in the business of winning games, not you know idolizing you know people that you might have you know grew up growing up right. doing. So what was it like when you scored your first touchdown and uh, Calvin Johnson was was there to, to <laughs> yeah, celebrate? Yeah, sure. It with was you? Uh, it was great. It was a great play call by coach. Um, it really was. He um, and a great. You know, throw obviously by Stafford. So to be able to uh, just have all those things connect at the right time, yeah. you know, being Monday Night Football and then, you know, Calvin coming over and celebrating with me just shows the type of testament uh, to his personality, right. you know, because he didn't necessarily have to do that. Right. You know, he um, he was excited for you. He too. was excited for me when, you know, he's done that. <laughs> I can't even tell you how right. many times he scored touchdowns, you know, a bunch. And, um, that just goes to show the type of pro that he is on and off the field. He's an incredible leader, um, and unfortunately, obviously, he's you know retired, retiring yep. this year. But uh, I can't even put a value on how much I learned from him during my rookie season, and uh, it was just an absolute blessing to cool. have him on the team. This a lot year. of guys like mentor the rookies. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he was one of them. You know, there's obviously a ton more that right. that did that, but he was certainly one of them. Cool. So between high school, college, and playing the NFL. What, what when did you have the most fun playing football? That's a great question. I mean, I just I liked um maybe I li- I liked all three the same, maybe just for different reasons, right. I guess. You know, I I definitely love playing now. I love doing it as a a full-time job, job yeah. not having to worry about academics, not having to worry about kind of anything else. Kind of I mean, obviously, I love being around my family and stuff like that, but kind of just being right. myself your, in Detroit focus, and yeah. just being able to just be Immerse zoned yourself, in yeah. and locked in on what I need to do. I love that aspect of it. Um, you know, and I mean, the atmospheres are great. Obviously, on Sundays, the yeah, atmospheres exactly. are great on Saturdays. So you could say you, the college football atmosphere is great, too. It's one of the reasons why you love the game. I guess playing – in college, one of the reasons was because you're playing for your home state. You're representing, you know, you know, the state that you grew up in. And then high school, obviously, playing with kids that you played with growing up since you were, you know, six years old. Right. Cool. So what does your best day ever consist of? You could have, like, the perfect day. What would, what would it be? It's on. I mean, I haven't asked this question before, but um, <laughs> it, it would probably just somehow involve uh, probably some type of, you know, workout in the morning, you know, just. I would have jump, never guessed that, Mike. Jumpstart your day. <laughs> and then probably, hopefully, you know, maybe on vacation somewhere with your with your family and friends and just right. really hanging out, kicking back and, and having a good time with those, you know, people that are, are close to you, that are important to you. I think uh, 
that type of time that you spend with those types of people can uh you can't put a, a price on that so if if you had to pick a you know a day to do that i think that's one of the things i would want to do cool what kind of goal setting strategies did you have like as a kid like did you did you always see yourself playing in the nfl it was definitely a dream of mine it was something that um I always wanted to do, and I kind of... Did you, like, write down a piece of paper? Did you, like, what did, what did you, you It do? was just always in my mind whenever I was doing something, uh, whether it be athletically or academically, it was always in my back of my mind, um, you know, I, you, you be, or whatever sacrifices you made. Well, if I had to make a sacrifice, if I had to do this, and I couldn't do that, and right. the other people were to were... I understood yeah, that going it, out to a party. It was going, yeah. yeah, right. It was understood that I wanted to do this because I eventually wanted to get to this level and and do this. Right. And, you so know, it was always my yeah, right. It was so always it was my dream it, yeah. and, and always my um, you know, yeah. I mean, it was always my dream and something that I wanted to do as a little kid. Cool. All right, let me. Uh, I'll end it with this. So, uh, what's your personal definition of perseverance? Perseverance. Um, my personal definition. I mean. It's definitely just coming, overcoming, you know, a situation of difficulty, you right. know, maybe that's more so like the dictionary, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, definition, but I if think you could put it in like uh, terms of like a, a football situation, right? Oh, football situation. Uh, I think a, a, a term that's thrown around a lot in sports and football is, and in life is adversity. Right. You know, something that uh, you're going to face and something that when you face it and you overcome it and you persevere through it, <laughs> it makes you stronger, makes you better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So to be able to persevere through adversity uh, in sports and in life, uh, I think is something that's extremely important. Right. Um, but for me, you know, I've had to persevere through different situations. I was just going to say that. Whether it be injuries or just getting to where I am, but everybody does that. Exactly. You know, it's not just, I'm not, I didn't just persevere through situations to get to the NFL. You've persevered through situations everybody has. Right. And um, I think an important part of that is is surrounding yourself with the right people and being able to exhaust your resources to friends, family, coaches, teammates that kind of all play a role in, right. in support helping system, you. Yep. Support system is very important to, you know, to help, you know, get over or get through or be able to persevere through adversity. Cool. I'll, I'll wrap this up. So, I mean, you're the perfect person to have on this podcast for, for me because not only, you know, did you go through those injuries and setbacks and you, you still made it, you know, you got it to college, you got a, a scholarship, you know, you, you made it to the NFL, like every kid's dream, you know, and you had this like discipline and work ethic that I've like never seen in any other athlete. Um, I think it's like a great example for really all kids and all athletes going through whatever they have sure. um, going on. And I remember, I think it was your senior year in high school, you were playing Morristown in the semi, was it semifinals? Semifinals, yeah, I believe right. so. So you had this punt return that I've, like, never seen anything, like, more athletic in my entire life. It was, like, the fastest spin move and got, like, I'm, like, at that moment, I knew you were, like, destined to, like, not only play at Rutgers, but, yeah, play in the NFL and no. play at the highest level. Like, it, it's it's really cool to see someone who, like, that I grew up with and I played with, you know, have a dream and just work their ass off so hard to the point, you know, where they actually achieve it. Cause you know, sure. that doesn't always, doesn't always happen. No, so, no, thank, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No, thank you for those kind words. Thank you for being too kind. Uh, 
you're a great player yourself. Let's not forget that, you know. Thanks. So, but um, I voted for you uh, for for MVP my senior year you, as a sophomore. So <laughs> that, that shows you where I, I, I my head was at. Well, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, I won it anyway, so yeah. suck it. <laughs> yeah, I voted for you. So it was a pity vote. No, <laughs> no, thank you, man. I really appreciate you having me on here. This is uh, awesome work that you're doing in here, and uh, I think not only this message but stuff you've done in the past. Um, is really going to reach out to kids, and I think what you're doing is extremely important. And um, you know, for as many people that can listen to it, I would definitely say, you know, get out here and listen to it, and just try to get this out to as many people as you can. Thanks, I appreciate yeah, it, Mike. No, thank you. Thanks for your time, man. Yep.